Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking with Meredith about exercise addiction. What is it and do you suffer from it? Are you ready to do this, Meredith? I'm ready. All right. We'll see you guys on the inside. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us on the Senior Fitness Podcast with Meredith. We're really, really happy that you are here today. Uh, we are always excited to get a chance to put out these podcasts and uh, communicate with you all on a lot of topics that we don't get to address in our videos, obviously. So this is a great platform for that. Um, today's topic, we're talking about exercise addiction. What is that? Have you ever heard of it? Or do you think you suffer from it? We're going to jump into that. But before that, just want to give you a friendly reminder to swing by our website, www.seniorfitnesswithmeredith.com. Check out all of the content that we have listed there. We have all of our a large library of exercise videos, as well as all of our podcasts that we've been putting out for the past many years now. Uh, we have our mini podcast series, Motivation with Meredith, to give you that extra boost if you're looking for that, just to get back in the game. We also have a chance for you to check out our custom seven-day workout plan, which is a custom plan designed by Meredith for you based around your specific fitness goals, health goals, anything that you're looking for. If you're looking to achieve something and you want a little bit of direction and a little structure, check out that seven-day workout plan. And uh, last but not least, don't forget to sign up for our newsletter, which we send out once a week. And in it, we have all of our latest and greatest content. So don't miss out on that. And uh, yeah, without further ado, we're going to check out our topic today. As you mentioned, it's about exercise addiction. Um, Meredith, this is something that, um, you know, I'm sure you've had experience with, with many people you've worked with over the years. Um, what, what, what is your personal experience with people who you think have kind of, this has been a challenge for them? Yes, um, it's, it spans all ages. So I want to start with that because it's interesting when I go to do research for certain topics that we have and I want to give valid numbers and make it look like, you know, I can, I really know what I'm talking about <laughs> for seniors because we are senior fitness. Um, there's not a lot that I can find when it comes to certain topic, topics and this is one of them and it, it frustrates me a little bit because... Although I guess we're making advances in so many ways with this generation, there's a lot of places that we still are lacking and we're falling back on, I believe. Um, and when it comes to addiction, exercise, anything that's health and wellness related, um, I feel like we kind of aren't, um, aren't giving the research to where it's needed. I'm not really sure why. It all comes down to money, I'm sure, but... Um, so there's not a lot about seniors out there and exercise addiction. Mm. I have witnessed it working with seniors. Um, I've witnessed it in younger people. I've gone through it myself. It's, it, it's all across the board. And it probably once you have that in you, it kind of is in you from a young age. It's like an eating disorder. Once you know you have it, you, you have that. And that's the only research I could find when I've done uh, research on eating disorders in seniors. It's not a lot. But if someone had an eating disorder as a young person, most likely they have it as they got older if they didn't get help for it. And so I have a feeling it's kind of the same thing when it comes to exercise. Um, if you have it when you're younger, most likely you're going to carry that through your adulthood um, and senior years as well. So mm -hmm. it's been um, through, yeah, all generations. Mm -hmm. I've unfortunately seen it 
and again done it myself so mm-hmm. yeah well <laughs> you know kind of explain what it is exactly if you could you know because i think a lot of people just say oh i exercise too much right you know, exactly. you know that's maybe a <laughs> real general term but right. like what is the actual meaning of uh, so exercise addiction it becomes an unhealthy obsession with exercise in general but any type of health and wellness um and the exercise of course you can say you know i I exercise every day i I have to do it i have to do it but you have certain feelings when you don't do it when you feel like you don't do it well enough um it's it's not just oh i missed a workout because you know i didn't feel well or because i'm traveling or because i want to take a day off you almost start feeling guilt for that your body starts to almost feel different very quickly in a normal person who works out on a regular basis three four times a week you know they miss a workout and they say oh man i really wish i didn't miss that workout um it's not a big deal but for someone who's addicted to exercise you start to um feel uh more ashamed that you did didn't do the workout more ashamed about how you look etc etc um and I'll put this in terms of older people that I've worked with, because I'm talking just from what I've done research on in my personal experiences. Um, But older people, it's the same way. They'll come down, yeah, I've already went for a four-mile walk. I'm going to do your class, and then I'm going to go play racquetball. And then then you see them one day, and they've got an overuse injury, because that's what usually happens with exercise addiction. Um, And they just are so depressed and withdrawn and anxious and I don't know if I'm going to be able to do my workouts. I don't know. You know, it becomes this all-consuming feeling of what am I going to do if I can't get my workout in? Um, And I try and say, you can still come to, you know, come to the seated classes. That's not good enough. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Take a few days off. Let your body rest. I can't. Um, it's, it's very sad to see, um, in all ages, but it's really sad in seniors because like I've said in many, many of our podcasts, for some reason, I was very hopeful that even I would get to an age and go, I'm happy with where I'm at. I'm happy with what I've done, what I've accomplished, how I look now. It's all because I've lived this life up to this many years, but, um, it's quite the opposite for many people who have this urge that they need to keep being able to do what they did in the past and live up to their potential, quote unquote. Um, And they still have this, um, a lot of it is body dysmorphia. They see something different than what they are, even in older people, (laughs) which people don't think that's true, but it is. Um, And anything that they eat they have to make sure they're you know expelling those calories everything they consume has to be expelled out um yeah it's just it's just very very unfortunate um the sad is not a a good word but it's very unfortunate that uh people still have to live with this no matter what age um but seniors so Mm -hmm. but yes all ages (laughs) back to the original question um, I've seen all ages deal with it, but uh, yeah, the seniors as well. <laughs> why? Why do you think like there is you know a lack of information about it um, for mm-hmm. the senior age group? I mean, why is that? <laughs> you know, so just I know. there's just not enough info out there. Like I said, anything health and wellness related, it, 
when it comes to seniors and exercise, it's like it's just starting to come out. But addiction or um, using the word body dysmorphia and senior in the same sentence, I'm sure that's never even been done before. Um, yeah, any type of uh, anything when it comes to health, wellness, uh anything mental health that as well not just physical mm-hmm. it's very hard to find a lot when it comes to seniors and i don't know like i said maybe it's a money thing they don't get as much money in funding to do research on it um or there's just not a lot of interest in it possibly so mm-hmm. they don't do it i'm not really sure um but again unfortunate <laughs> right right very. because it's a huge part of our population and it's an awful thing to go through at any age, even at 70, 80, or 90, mm-hmm. to either restrict your body because you feel like you're too fat or to exercise more than you should or have feelings of guilt when you haven't exercised properly at those ages, you should not have to deal with that ever, let alone as a senior. Um, mm-hmm. And there needs to be more resources, I guess, out there to teach seniors about it. Um, there's no education at all. Um, but there's definitely not any place that someone could feel like they are comfortable going to get help. Um, right. It's hard as a young person, let alone as a senior, you feel really shameful. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's really unfortunate. I don't know why. Um, again, the money's not always in seniors, unfortunately. So they don't give a lot of money to every every podcast the, the we've talked about. Yeah, it, yeah, we always say the clothing, the advertising everything it's just not it's not there Mm -hmm. what what ways would you you know some things that someone could try or ask themselves Mm -hmm. to kind of self-diagnose i have an exercise addiction Mm -hmm. you know because with addictions a lot of times people will deny that they have them no matter what it is right but as far as with exercise addiction what kind of questions could you ask yourself to self-diagnose yourself right and that kind of brings me, I was going to bring up a point that it's interesting. If you put in seniors and addiction, they always talk about like medications, which of course is a huge one, but trying right. to delve more into other types of addictions with seniors, it's near impossible to find. But um, with uh, any age, so, but, so I'm going to say it's going to span across um, seniors as well, is um, if you don't get to do a workout, like I said, you start to feel anxious or depressed or irritated um, because you missed one workout. Um, a lot of times you'll get sick from overworking out. Um, you'll get like physically ill or your body will start to hurt more. You'll be sitting there and you're like, why does everything ache? You think you're getting the flu or something. It's from over, um, over-exercising. Um, Overuse injuries get a lot of muscle pulls, ligaments, tendons, um, things happening because you're constantly using the body. You're never giving it time to rest. Mm -hmm. So you get more overuse injuries. Um, You start to feel unhappy a lot of the time because you're focusing on, I have to make sure I get that workout in. Um, Your workouts become longer sometimes or you start to add more through the day. Because now that one that you did for 45 minutes isn't enough. So now I need to do an hour or now I need to do a 45 minute and then another 45 minute. And so that type of thing. Um, Outside things start to suffer. You either can't, you know, quote unquote, can't go to functions because you're focusing on what time you need to work out or when you have to do something. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And a lot of these are on a list. I'm reading some <laughs> going through them. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Um, let's see. A social going, yeah, you start to have negative social consequences, which I think is a good one. And that kind of pairs with you start to um, not do social things because you, um, you're preparing for your workout. You're taking longer to do that, preparing for it. But you also start to compare yourself to the people you're with and what they're doing for workouts. How do they look? Um, what are their injuries? How does their body feel? And you're going, well, I'm doing all of this internally, of course. Um, why are they, why do they look like that? Why do they get to eat that? Why do they, you know, feel okay that they only work out twice a week? That type of thing. Mm -hmm. So you start to pull yourself in more and you don't go out and do things socially. Um, and you just count everything. I think a lot of times, unfortunately, exercise addiction goes hand in hand with eating disorders because if you don't get to work out, um, you say, well, I didn't work out today because something else came up, so I'm not going to eat today. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so they're basically kind of, unfortunately, they go hand in hand um, with one another. But those are some big signs. And a lot of the biggest signs are that feeling of depression or anxiety when you aren't able to do a workout or you miss one um, or those overuse injuries that usually starts to show you're doing too much and you're not allowing yourself time to to give yourself a break when you know you should. Mm -hmm. Those are the biggest ones. So and that's that can mm -hmm. be challenging for someone, I think, to oh. kind of self-reflect oh, on what they're doing. Especially with exercise, you know, you know you're doing you're doing something good for your body, exercising right. in general. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to re-engineer that thought process process uh -huh. of I need to kind of stop scale doing back. that and scale back. Right, um, it's very difficult. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so let's talk about a couple tips that you can you know offer as far as how to do that, just that mm. scale back, how to retrain your brain to say, right, let's get into a normal pattern. Because uh, it's not easy, especially right. when you get in a groove and you kept you keep you know you're you're going exercising and it's hard to get off that train, right? Right. So that's usually what it leads to. You start getting better at something, or you're feeling good, or someone says something about how you look, or something like that, and you go, "This is working. This is perfect. I have to keep doing this." But yeah, retraining the brain is really what it comes down to, and a lot of times that means you should see a therapist or find a group that you can talk to about it. Um, and trying <laughs> again, not therapist, not a doctor here, but, um, trying to scale back just a little bit. 
If you're doing three different types of workouts, and a lot of people say, I don't do three workouts. I lift weights, and then I go for my bike ride, and then I go play racquetball in the first three hours that I'm awake in the morning. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they consider that one workout. That's a lot. That's three workouts. <laughs> um, when they say like five hours a week is sufficient, then you're doing three in one day. So think of that. Um, so trying to scale back a little bit. Um, and not feeling guilty about it, um, easier said than done, not restricting yourself in other ways because you're scaling back in the exercise area, not saying, well, I'm not doing that workout, so I have to stop eating that. I can't have that. Um, I'm going to skip that meal. I'm going to not have dessert if you normally do, whatever it is. Um, Exercise addiction is the same as being addicted to opioids as it is to being addicted to cigarettes as it's being addicted to alcohol and every other addiction that's out there you get those same feelings from it you get the the feel good um, endorphins that come right when you're doing it and then as soon as you're done you want that again um, along with always underlying issues right it's not just that so Trying to find other ways, other things that can keep you busy and make you happy that isn't physical exertion that you wouldn't call exercise. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe that is just hanging out with a group of friends and walking around stores, um, doing art, uh, puzzles, things like that. Keep your mind engaged as well um, is very important and staying social is very important. but yes, finding you know a good therapist or a group, if you really feel like you're going, um, you're really addicted to exercise, which could cause a lot of bad things. Your bones become brittle. You become, uh, you start weighing less, um, all kinds of things. So um, there are medications, there are groups out there. There are ways that they can help to try and scale back. Again, that's the key is being okay with scaling back, being okay with missing a day workout or a week's worth of workouts, going on vacation and not working out, um, not having that urge that you have to do it because otherwise something's wrong, something's Mm -hmm. missing, you're not feeling um, as happy, you start getting depressed, things like that. So again, all easier said than done. I'm not saying like, yeah, overnight. Woohoo. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> Baby steps always, just like when you're starting to work out. Um, it's the same thing as when you're trying to scale back with working out. It's going to take a lot of time, a lot of effort. It's going to be hour to hour, um, day to day, etc. Mm-hmm. So finding that group of people who you can talk to who've maybe gone through it or are going through it, um, that is good. Uh, sometimes it can trigger you to want to work out more because now you're one-upping yourself with them when you're in the early stages. But if you feel like that is helpful, because I feel like being social and talking to people is the best thing you can do. Um, and finding people who understand what you're going through is, is going to be your biggest help in trying to help you get better. Mm-hmm. And in this day and age, it's it's great to find a lot of social resources online yes. that you can probably look up, um, whether you, like it's a Facebook thing or you can look up and find groups right. that deal with the same struggles right. that you are. Yeah, yeah. The groups don't have to be your next door neighbors and your yeah uh, in your same community. 
Um, they could be online, people that you may not know, but you'll create, you know, kinship with. But mm -hmm. yeah, they, they can be um, from all across the globe, mm -hmm. really. And all ages a lot of times, but I bet there are groups that people are trying to start that are for seniors. So mm -hmm. hopefully. Do you think that there's a difference between men and women on this topic? Yes. <laughs> it's very similar. But it's done differently, I think. Um, I think with a lot of the men that I've dealt with that have, have um, exercise addiction, theirs becomes more of like a weight thing and they want to bulk up and get bigger and they want to lift heavier. And if I do this two times today, will I be able to, will I get bigger? Will I be able to lift more tomorrow? Mm -hmm. um, and then that becomes the obsession in a way and then you become addicted to it and then you do get bigger. <laughs> or you do get to lift more and then you keep going and going and going. Um, so I think it's a little bit different a lot. Most of the women that I've dealt with, they, it's because of the way they look and they're either trying to lose weight or look a certain way physique-wise. So mm -hmm. they become addicted in that way where men, it wasn't necessarily, it was still, I guess it came down to how they looked in a way, but it was, I want to lift more, I want to bulk up, um, I want to run further. Things mm -hmm. like that, yeah. Do you think that this this idea of exercise addiction is more prevalent in women than it is in men or more prevalent in men mm -hmm. than it is in women? I would say, say women, unfortunately. It's kind of like um, food addictions, any type of that. Uh, it just seems to be more prevalent in females. Um, yeah, I, again, it could be because men don't speak as freely about it. Mm -hmm. um, women are more outspoken about it and try and get help more than men do, I guess. Um, but yeah, I would say it's probably more prevalent, maybe not by much. Um, and these days I don't, you know, there, there's all the pictures and social media stuff out there, all ages, when we think we're supposed to look a certain way, even when we're 85 doing a workout, it's silly, but, um, we do compare ourselves. So it, the numbers may be closer than I think but i think women are probably um unfortunately more more prone to mm -hmm. to exercise addiction yeah yeah um <laughs> well your, you know your final thoughts you you've, you've <laughs> raised a lot of good points here and a lot of pointers for people to kind of to follow through on if they feel like this is happening for them right um you know what's kind of your final thoughts on helping people right um first and foremost of course is if you feel like you have any type of addiction ever um, trying to seek help, um, whether that means going to your primary care physician or finding a therapist. Maybe you work with one already, but actually bringing it up. <laughs> um, speaking with friends, uh, loved ones, partner, spouse, etc. Um, just starting to starting there um, with it, I think, is probably the best thing. And then trying to start, you know, making sure you have realistic fitness goals and expectations for yourself and what is realistic what is the best way you can go about it um, mm -hmm. and not feeling guilt every day you wake up and just making sure you continually um, feel good about yourself no matter what you're doing and where you're at and how you look and all of that stuff mm -hmm. again all words that are so much easier said than done <laughs> yeah right if any of us have been there and you're listening like oh yeah that sounds easy to do i'm not saying it is <laughs> believe me but um 
surrounding yourself with loved ones that want to help you is number one. And if you start feeling injuries and you keep trying to push through it, it's only going to set you back. Um, so making sure you, you, you stay realistic with yourself and stay healthy. Mm-hmm. And it's for longevity. It's not for to try and look a certain way or to make sure you're doing this and that and this every single day. Um, it's long-term. Remember, all over strong is not physical only. Um, we've got to stay mentally and emotionally healthy as well. And if we have an addiction, we are not strong in those three arenas at all. So we need to make sure we stay strong in every way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> great advice. Great tips. Um, hopefully this podcast has kind of helped you. If you feel like you may be going down this road of exercise addiction, um, if you're feeling a lot of the symptoms that Meredith described, uh, a lot of the feelings, you know, it might be a good time to self-check, check and check yourself and see, Hey, am I, am I, am I going down this path right now? So always good to do that. And no shame in that game whatsoever no, as well. It's a smart thing to do. Yep. <laughs> Uh, also let us know what you think let us know tell us your story we always enjoy that we always love it hit us up on our website www.seniorfitnesswithmeredith.com and while you're there don't forget to sign up for our newsletter which we send out once a week and uh, we love hearing from you so uh, till the next episode we'll see you guys later bye-bye Hi everyone, this is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me, listen now, search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.